Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on the Power Your Life show, and I'm Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. And so often we go through many challenges and we get things told to us, maybe even early on in terms of our self-worth and how good we are and, and how successful we are and on and on and on. And oftentimes what really is so essential is our view of ourselves. And one of the ways to help us move forward is to really shift a view of ourselves that is less than or non-deserving or whatever we feel that that makes us not able to move forward in the direction that we choose or to really seize onto our dreams and desires and really go after it. So with that in mind, I have a wonderful guest who's going to help us through not only how to love ourselves better, but also how that impacts and improves and enhances our relationships, including our very, very special ones. And I'm talking about Anza Goodbar, who is a certified coach, a trainer, a speaker, as well as a best-selling author and a self-love advocate. Through private coaching, group coaching programs, and speaking, she inspires and empowers couples to redefine what they want in their relationships and also create strategies that make it happen. She's also passionately committed to opening up conversations about sexual empowerment and supporting couples to conquer incompatibility issues, communicate their wants, needs, and desires, and also increase their intimacy and sexual satisfaction. She also works with individuals and couples who feel disconnected from their partner emotionally and or physically, and also who need to rediscover, rekindle, and reignite the passion that they once felt in their relationships. Her books, Your Shift Matters, an anthology, Resistance to Resilience, and You're Never Too Old Too, which is releasing, and a new book that's on the horizon, which is Activate Your Life, which will be released very shortly. Welcome, Aunt Judge Goodbar. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me this morning, Joanne. It's definitely my pleasure. And, you know, it's interesting because many people would think, well, if you deal with couples and relationships, how does that relate to self-love, and how do you do both? So I think that's an intriguing question and important. Let's let's just dive right into that one. Well, that's a wonderful place to start, and I think that 
so many people don't connect the dots. When they think about being in a relationship, they think about loving that other person and serving that other person and making that other person happy. But the truth of the matter is we are incomplete to do that if we don't love ourselves first. And part of loving ourselves is setting boundaries to protect ourselves and to show other people how we want to be treated, how we want to be loved, how we want to be communicated with, how we want to be touched. And being able to know that about ourselves provides value um, and self-worth that then can be shared with our partners. And, you know, not only in our, in our um, personal relationships, but it also works in our business relationships um, and how we want to interact with clients, with our boss, with our coworkers. It all starts with what we feel that we deserve and how we value ourselves and how we allow people to treat us. Um, because, in the, you know, at the beginning and end of the day, we need to be our own best self-advocates. You know, that's so very important, and and I'm totally with you. I believe that it's so essential. And what, you know, what you said is really something that we need to think about because not only is it important what you said to love ourselves to help us in loving someone else, but in defining, like you said, the boundaries and also defining how we want to be loved, how we want to be treated mm-hmm. and respected and valued. And if we don't know mm-hmm. that about ourselves, how do we even mm-hmm. begin to let somebody else know, as you've so beautifully mm-hmm. stated? So I think that's, like you said, people don't connect the dots, but it, it, it's so very important. So let's get down mm-hmm. to a basic. Like somebody says, well, okay, loving myself. What, what, what does that mean? What does it mean? I'm sure I must love myself. I'm with myself all the time. But <laughs> you and I know that's not true. <laughs> Well, you know, you're absolutely right. It It isn't true, but many women go through life with the belief that everybody feels this way, and I'm saying this way in quotes about themselves, and that they have a false sense of self-love. And part of the reason that happens is because we don't take time to really get to know ourselves and to define who we are. What are our core values? What makes us unique? What makes us special? What giftedness do we have that's different from other people? And so being able, and I'm a huge advocate of journaling, and so I always say a journal is the romance novel that you're writing with yourself because you're getting to know yourself. You're letting out all of your feelings, all your thoughts, all your dreams. And, you know, you need to be able to know who you are in order to share yourself authentically and vulnerably with another person. Because what happens with many of us from a very young age is we fall into this trap of people pleasing and we start wearing these masks, being that good little girl that daddy wants us to be or that smart academic that mom wants us to be or we go on to be a lawyer because that's the family business and we just accept these different roles without questioning is this what I really want for my life is this the message I want to put out in the world is this who I want to be and so it really the the essence of self-love really begins with self-discovery and making those determinations about who you are in your innermost being 
and then be able to communicate that effectively with the people that you interact with. You know, that's so beautiful. And and as you're talking, I'm thinking of a quick story when I was younger, if you don't mind me sharing it. I wanted to please my father so much, and he did, he did a lot of photography. So he took me out on a field trip to do photography for the first time, and I was so nervous, did all these beautiful pictures, presumably, but I loaded the camera incorrectly <laughs> because I was so nervous. <laughs> About pleasing mm-hmm. him and getting it right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I can laugh about it now, but it was a very tense moment, spending a whole day with my father taking pictures and then <laughs> finding out. <laughs> and then nothing to show for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be devastating. Because you well, you uh, here I am, so obviously. Obviously, I survived it and more, right? But but I think we all, you know, like you said something then that just triggered that that memory. We we do things because we want somebody's attention, or like you said, somebody to appreciate us and and respect us and and even love us. And and sometimes we'll go to the extremes to make that happen, Mm -hmm. even at the expense of ourselves. So what do you have to caution yes. people that that do, you, you know, you mentioned pleasing, that go to those lengths whereby they're losing mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. sense of self or their essence and, the, and they're getting lost and going down this road of, you know, I guess self-destruction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really more common than you think, and, and I can attest to that from a, a personal standpoint as well. I was in a 17-year marriage where I just could never please my husband. I could never be who he wanted me to be. And for 17 years, I kept trying to be something that I wasn't, hoping and praying that that would give me the tools to finally be accepted and loved for just who I was. When we do that, we're living out a lie. We're being inauthentic with who we really are. And so as much as we try to be who we think someone wants or needs us to be or expects us to be, they're still going to reject us because they sense that inauthenticity in us. So I believe that everybody has a story. And when we are not in alignment with who we're really supposed to be, it's going to come out in your body. You know, you're going to feel stressed. Maybe it's going to come out in your gut. Maybe you're going to have a stomach ache. Maybe it's migraines. Um, For me, it was laryngitis. I suffered for years with laryngitis because I wasn't living my truth. I wasn't living who I was designed to be. And so I think it's really important to be able to, first of all, be able to define who you believe that you are by outlining what your core values are and then listening to your body. How are you feeling when you interact? Do you feel resentful when you say yes all the time? Are you doing things with the improper motivation of trying to gain your self-worth through, you know, the praise of others? Or are you feeling at peace with yourself and living out who you know that you were meant to be and being fully authentic about it. Um, Because really at the end of the day, it's what we believe to be true about ourselves that matters. When we're looking at being happy in a relationship or being successful in business, 
it's our thought and our belief that drives our ability to be successful in either one of those areas of our life. You know, and and something that you said is so important because oftentimes we think, well, it's only just about relationships in, you know, like you said, our personal or our our intimate relationships. And yet, Mm -hmm. if our core values, like you're talking about, aren't matching what our what our work values are, meaning what the the company or the organization or whatever what their values mm-hmm. stand for, we're not going to feel good about who we are at that workplace, and we may not do mm-hmm. our best for because just for that, and we may not even know it. We may we may think it's something mm-hmm. else entirely. <laughs> so how do we get? How do we get a sense of what it means to love ourselves? It's you know it seems like okay that's great, but what does it mean? And what how do we like somebody could say okay great I need to love myself. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, let me share an example from my my personal life. Um, one of the things that I dealt with for a very long time was body image. No matter how thin I was, my dad used to say, you would be beautiful if you would just lose 10 pounds. And I grew up with this, I'm not beautiful because I could never reach that 10-pound threshold. No matter how much weight I lost, it was always 10 pounds. And um, it was very difficult for me in my life to be visible in my business because I didn't feel beautiful. And I fell into the trap of comparisons to women on billboards or in magazines, and I didn't look like them. I wasn't 5 feet 10 and 120 pounds, and I didn't have long flowing tresses, you know. And so for me, part of that learning to love myself was learning to accept who I was and how I was unique. And one of the things that I remind myself daily as a Christian woman is I am a daughter of the King Most High. The creator of the universe calls me by name. He knit me together in my mother's womb. He knows the number of hairs on my head. And that in of itself makes me special because he made me unlike anyone else in the universe. And so, you know, I re- mind myself of that daily and I look at myself in the mirror and I look at my body and I tell myself that I love my body and I remind myself what my body does for me and I be I become grateful for the good health that I have the stretch marks that brought me four beautiful children you know um, and so it it really is being able to look at your inner core and create a gratitude for yourself and the things that make you maybe geeky or different. Um, those are the things that make you special and make you stand out. And so learning to embrace yourself with that unconditional love that we only feel from God, we can learn to feel that unconditional love and acceptance and belonging with ourselves. And once we're able to achieve that, then, you know, it just, naturally exudes from us and other people want to know what we have in our life that's different and you'll start attracting more people that want what you have and then you get to share the beauty and the gift of loving yourself unconditionally 
you know, and it's not, it, it, it is possible for us to do that. It is. And not only is it possible as you, as you start really working, because I've had to do this too in terms of self-love. And, and I think many women, you know, we've been raised in terms of what beauty is. And, and even with, with your father, mm-hmm. his perception about beauty was just his perception it wasn't you right. know there's a norm or whatever and we and, and we evaluate ourselves in terms of others standards and then we don't measure up because like you said mm-hmm. we need to have our own standards our own definition and really know what right. what unconditional love is for ourselves now i, I just mm-hmm. want to tell you that i remember having all these thoughts in my head when I was younger about not being good enough. It doesn't matter where they came from. We don't have time mm-hmm. for it. But, but I had to learn, and I taught myself, how to get those thoughts that said, you, you know, you're no good, you can't do anything, you, what, what good are you, you know, what, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and today, right. like I was noticing that yesterday, today, yesterday I was doing something work-related and I heard in my head that said, great job. Now, <laughs> years ago, <laughs> it would have been a destructive voice that said, what's wrong with you? Look, you didn't put a, you know, blah. <laughs> So we right. can shift because you and I are both here to tell people that, and and you've done beautiful things to show that, and and many women especially have come through those kinds of difficulties in terms of feeling that they're not good enough or not measuring up or not beautiful or whatever the not we're not is, and mm-hmm. can be in that place of unconditional self love. So. I'm so happy for what you're doing because I think there are so many young women who are committing suicide or having eating disorders, mm-hmm. or and it's not just mm-hmm. about beauty; it's about not right. feeling good, not feeling whole, and mm-hmm. and it it manifests mm-hmm. in so many different ways. So, what do you say to those women who go down those roads because they just can't? stand or stomach who they are maybe from the messages or or the self messages or whatever how do they get beyond mm-hmm. that place to to that love that you're you know that you're talking right. about that's so beautiful well there's a couple of things that i think are really important and one is comparison is a killer of dreams you know, whether we're comparing ourselves on a financial level, on a beauty level, on an achievement level, it's just wrong and it's self-destructive. And so I would encourage women to just stop comparing themselves to Photoshopped images when it comes to love of your body and of yourself. Um, you need to stop comparing and you need to create and define your own idea of beauty. Um, The second thing is self-forgiveness. When you feel like you have fallen short or disappointed someone, you know, ask yourself to forgive yourself for those shortcomings. Let it go. Stop browbeating yourself. And the third is really listen to your self-talk. 
Um, there are a lot of self-sabotaging voices that we don't have time to talk about today, but we do all have one in common, and that is a judging voice. And it doesn't always tell us the truth when it's judging us. It wants us to believe that it's our friend and it's there to give us some tough love and, you know, give us a, a swift kick in the bum and, and get us moving. But we can be very de- uh, destructive with our own self-talk. And so being able to decipher what's really true and what we're manufacturing in our mind as far as hearing you're not good enough, you're not thin enough, you're not smart enough, you're not qualified enough you know, you're not worthy of love, whatever that voice is, being able to call it out and say, you know what, that's a lie. And refuting it verbally, there's so much power in in saying something out loud versus just having the conversation in your head and writing it out. You know, if you need to write out um, your affirmations, do it. And one of the books that I love is The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John Maxwell. And one of the exercises in the book is to write 100 positive things about yourself. And that's a really tough assignment. And I have my clients do it all the time. And they get to like 20, 27, and they're like, yeah, I'm out of words. And I said, you know, keep working on it. Every time another positive word comes to mind about yourself, add it to your list, make this a year-long project. And it's a struggle for most people because we're so used to hearing negative self-talk. We're used to hearing negative things. You know, how often at work do you hear the good things versus, oh, you know, you transposed that number or, oh, you had a typo or you missed that deadline. Um, Our world is filled with it. And so we have to be really intentional about counteracting the negativity and creating and focusing on the positivity. You know, you mentioned a good point. Actually, most of these are wonderful points, but something in particular that struck me, and that is that oftentimes when we hear something negative, we focus on that rather than mm-hmm. the compliment. Or the, or the, and so that stays with us. And the mm-hmm. other more positive affirmations or compliments or whatever seem to be more diminished. So that's the one that's loudest in our in our minds and our self-talk. And like you said, we need to really shift that. And mm-hmm. it's just a voice. I actually tell some of my clients to say to that voice sometimes, thank you, I'll take it under advisement. <laughs> I because love really, it. I love it. But thank you. It's just an opinion, and right. sometimes it shuts that voice up because it thinks, "Oh, great, he, she's going to listen now." <laughs> so it's really important, like you said, that we get rid. That firstly, we have to believe that we can do it, and you could attest to that for what you've been through. If we, if we interviewed many women they could probably give us stories too about where they came from like yours and mine and and what negativity or what kind of stopped them in their tracks from really feeling how wonderful and powerful they truly are so when you work with people with especially with women what are Mm -hmm. some of the challenges that we haven't spoken about that they present to you and what are some of the solutions? 
Mm. You know, one of the biggest concerns that women face is being able to set boundaries, feeling Mm. like they can say no without feeling guilty, without being rejected, or without having some kind of retribution. Um, They feel that if they say no, that there's going to be rejection and they're going to end up alone. And so oftentimes they end up saying yes to things that they don't want to do, which causes a lot of anxiety, a lot of extra pressure, and a lot of resentment. And so we work a lot on being able to set healthy boundaries, to be able to set consequences when boundaries are broken, and working on feeling empowered to stand firm in the boundaries that we set. And then, um, you know, a byproduct of that is people begin to respect you more and listen to your word. But being able to push through the fear of the lies that our voice in our head tells us that you're going to end up alone if you don't do what everybody else wants and you don't please everybody, um, they find that the opposite is actually true. They start hanging out with higher quality people who respect their boundaries and are looking to grow and achieve more and and grow more in their personal lives. And they find that they get the support that they thought that they would be giving up if they learned to say no. So that's one of the things that's really common. And one of the others, which is really seems so simple, is just being able to speak up and say what they need. Women feel that they don't deserve to have their needs met, that their role is to be the caretaker, the nurturer, the giver, and they forget that they need to practice self-care, to fill their energy tank, to fill their love tank, so they have something in turn to give, to be that caretaker, that nurturer, um, rather than being the martyr. You know, I'm always so tired. I'm always doing this. There's never any time for me. I never get to go and have lunch with a friend or there's no time to sit and read a book. And so being able to make some things in their life non-negotiable that speak totally to their self-care without feeling guilty, without feeling judged, um, those are two of the biggest things that we work on. You know, and and they're so important because if we can't create boundaries, like you were talking about in the, the first illustration, um, not only is there resentment of our partner or the person who who betrayed us or or surpassed the boundaries that we didn't set mm-hmm. or that we have, but we didn't you know we didn't indicate. It's also self-recrimination, and we don't like we don't we begin not to like who we are because we are not standing true, like right. you said, to ourselves. We're not giving our our real inner self a voice. We're just suppressing mm-hmm. it and suppressing who we are. So that's that's really right. so very important. Mm-hmm. And women do that, like you said. We're you know we we've, we've been told. That we're nurturers, mm-hmm. that that's our role, that we're, mm-hmm. you know, things have changed somewhat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we're still but conditioned, still, and especially women they, of our generation, that was the expectation that was set for us. And 
like sheep, we all blindly followed that expectation and we just accepted it. And, you know, it, to our detriment, I think, in many ways. We settled for less than what we desired. We settled for less than what we deserved because we didn't know that we could stand up for ourselves and ask for more or demand more um, and be able to pursue whatever it is that we wanted, either in our careers or in our marriages, in our relationships. Um, And I think that's a, a really important thing for women coming up in younger generations is to know that you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be treated well. You deserve to enjoy your job or your vocation, your career. And if your choice is to stay at home and be a mom, you know, not to feel shamed by, oh, you're just a stay-at-home mom. Because being a mom is one of the most important jobs on the planet. You know, you're investing in the lives of children who will become our next generation. And so I think it's really important to have that strong constitution about who you are, who you want to become, and the legacy that you want to leave behind. You know, that's beautiful because, again, what we're – what many mothers are doing and even fathers and what you know caregivers is their mm-hmm. their role modeling behavior and so mm-hmm. it's so important that what what message like you said what message are we giving to our young girls or or you know even the boys in terms of how to res- how to respect how to treat a girl a female and what you know and that's so important, and um, hopefully we're coming more back, coming back to that in some way. So, tell us a story about one of your clients. Obviously, it's confidential, but just an experience that you went through, or that somebody went through and came out on the other side. Before we close, oh, this is um, a couple that I have been working with, and. They had a wonderful marriage. They've been together for 20 years. And they just had started having some communication issues that were really affecting their happiness. And it was a really simple little fix that we came up with. And as I was listening to them, I realized that they were not speaking each other's love languages very effectively. And one of the partners had recently um, undergone a trauma. um, And her way of dealing with it was to pull away. And he was naturally a nurturer and wanted to serve her. And her love language was acts of service. So she was feeling totally fulfilled in her relationship with her husband um, was physical touch. And so he was feeling hurt and rejected because her pulling away from him to deal with her inner turmoil from this trauma um, was putting her in an isolation bubble, preventing him from being able to feel comforted by her. And just having a conversation about love languages and how important it is to be able to speak our partner's love language and be cognizant of when we're not um, made all of the difference in the world. And within a week, um, you know, she realized how much it had hurt her husband on an emotional level 
to um, not be in physical touch with him. And I'm not talking about sexual touch. I'm just talking about that closeness, that hand-holding, that cuddling, sitting next to each other on the couch. And so we created a system for them of burning a candle. And when she needed some time alone to recharge and work with her inner issues with this trauma that had happened, um, they made an agreement that she would burn a candle and there would be a time limit set on that candle. And then he would be welcomed back into the world, uh, you know, into her inner world. And that was a tool that worked really well for them because he knew then, here's the signal. She doesn't have words to talk right now. She's not rejecting me. She just needs some time alone. I'm going to give her this space for the allotted time that they determined. She would respect that time and then come back and join family life and couples life. And it was a tremendous tool for them to use, a very simple tool um, in order to restore communication and intimacy in their relationship. You know, I think that's so important. To, you, you said the, the love language of, of our partners, <laughs> and mm-hmm. most partners <laughs> don't take don't don't know that they really they and maybe they, maybe they don't even have a conversation about that. So, how do mm-hmm. we know what the love language is of of our partners? <laughs> well, I have to tell you. The book, The Five Love Languages, is um, one of my favorite books that I have everybody read because it's so powerful. There's a little quiz in there. You can buy the book or you can go online and take the quiz, Um, but it will let you know what your love language is and what your partner's love language is. And it's so important to be able to communicate to your partner the way you feel love and that it's important for your partner to understand that you're going to show love the way you feel love. And so if you don't understand that the way they feel and, and give love is different than yours, you're going to have a lot of miscommunication. And so that's a really easy tool to be able to get couples on the same page um, because otherwise it is just like hearing Greek. If you don't speak that language, you don't get the meaning behind it. And you know, it's really disheartening if you're a gift giver and your partner is an act of service person and you're giving these gifts and you think you're doing all this stuff and they're like, yeah, that's nice, but it doesn't touch their heart. You know, you've got two trains running on parallel tracks that are never going to meet and experience that oneness that we all desire to create together. Wow. And that's the, and that's some, that could be, Corrected so easily. <laughs> I, it, well, exactly. And, and most of this is, you know, the things that we work on as couples are really the grassroots, basic, foundational things because we just get busy and we forget to do the little things that matter the most. And it's just redefining Wonder. our focus and, and setting our priorities. You know, I, I love what you do, and we didn't have a lot of time to talk about your books, um, that Your Shift Matters, Resistance to Resilience, which I love the title, and that's an anthology you're in, and You're Never Too mm-hmm. Old Too, which can open up a whole lot of things, and your new book, talk, talk. we only have about a minute, but I want mm-hmm. I want you to talk a little bit about Activate Your Life, because that's going to be released soon, and then you can tell our listeners all about how they can get a 
hold of you and get a hold of your books mm-hmm. and so much more. Awesome. Well, Activate Your Life is actually another anthology that I'm a part of, and it will be a compilation of 50 coaches, and each of them will come from a different niche, and they are going to share um, a special tip or exercise that they do with their clients. And so if people are looking to really start on a self-journey, of um, personal development, they're not quite sure where to start, um, to activate your life, this will be the second book in the series, um, is a great place to start to get some exercises to help you begin your, your personal growth journey. And so I'm really excited about that book. It will be out in August, and um, it's going to be really impactful for, for people. And then if you're wanting to get in touch with me, um, my website is www.anzagoodbar.com. And I'm excited to announce that on Monday, I launched my registration for my couples retreat that will be held in Barbados um, October 17 through 22. I'm going to be taking five couples exclusively to a resort to have total immersion in building intimacy back into your relationship. And we're going to have a fabulous time. Um, I'm keeping it a small group, so we'll have great time for interaction. But couples will also have plenty of privacy to go back to their suite to enjoy the property and do some couples experiential exercises that will draw them closer together. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. And let us know when your book is released because we can promote that mm-hmm. again. And Anza Goodbar, I love what you do. And self-love is so important. And building relationships that make us feel good and not only make us feel mm-hmm. good, but make all the people that are involved feel good too. That's so important. Yes. Part of our gift as being like sentient beings. So thank you so much for all you mm-hmm. do and have a Beautiful day. Thank you. And thanks again. Thank you. I appreciate being on your show today, Joanne. My pleasure, Anza Goodbar. Take care. Bye-bye. So think about everything that, that Anza Goodbar said because those tips are so important. And remember, you are here to really get and understand who you are, which means very essentially how to love yourself and when you know that as as you were so aptly instructed here throughout the show you'll be able to really have the relationships and have people treat you as Anza said the way that you want to be treated need to be treated and and also deserve to be treated because you are special So thanks so much for joining us on Power Your Life and stay tuned for more guests to come. You want to get a hold of me, go to docdocwhite.org, find out about more shows and blogs and other kinds of things, and also know that you can and have the ability to power your life and yourself. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. 
Listen often and spread the word about the Upbeat Show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.